श्री विष्णु सहस्रनाम नेम 798 इज सुंदर द प्रीवियस नेम वाज सुंदर S U N D A R A, and this name is S U N D A. In proper Sanskrit pronunciation, we'll find that R is clearly enunciated. Often in English, it's not. If we have it at the end of a name, or if we have the consonant r at the end of a word it's often silent or almost silent just like for instance roger the name roger so sundar we may say we may say sun sundar sundar in english pronunciation but that, that's a different name that's the name we're discussing today in the discussion of sundar which It's generally known to mean beautiful, but one of the commentators gave the meaning that the sundar means the killer of sunda was a demon. Actually, he was directly killed by his brother Upasunda, but Krishna is the cause of all causes, and he orchestrated this. So, sunda is the name of a demon. We learned. In the explanation of the previous name, and now we also have it as a name of Vishnu. Well, there's nothing very surprising about this, because demons can have characteristics of the that the Supreme Lord have in a perverse way and a minor way, and thus we have a well-known name of the Supreme Lord, Hayagriva. Is also the name of one demon. It means with the literally means horse neck. Virochana is better in in Puranic literature. The name Virochana is better known as a demon who was the son of Bali Maharaj and the. Where are we going here? The son of, yeah, he was the son of Bali Maharaj. And the where were we going here? Yeah, it should be the. I'm getting confused myself. Anyway, he was a a son of Bali Maharaj. But it's also a name which comes in Vishnu Sahasranam, Virocha. It's to come up now again also. And we find in modern India many demons who have names of Vishnu. They're not big big demons like Virochana, but Uh, the demons, nevertheless. Then the name of the commentator on Bhagavad Gita, uh, regarding whose comment Srila Prabhupada protested so much, in the commentary on the last verse of Chapter Nine of the Gita, the commentator says that is it is not too. The person Krishna, we we have to we have to think of, but the unborn eternal within Krishna, and Srila Prabhupada referred to this kind of commentation as demoniac, 
the name of the commentator, Radha Krishnan. Anyway, Su is an Upasarga. It's a prefix which, as prefixes do in Sanskrit and in other languages, they modify the uh, part of the word to follow. Uh, Su is very common. Uh, so we have uh, so many words like that. Sundara was just a uh, Sukirti me or Suyasha means glorious fame or famous for doing well and uh, then there's also Apakirti, Apayash, the opposite of that, or it can be Ku, Su Siddhanta, proper understanding, proper conclusion, Ku Siddhanta wrong conclusion or upper siddhanta. So these, the word siddhanta is there and is modified by the upasarga, the prefix, which su, ku, upper, these are ni, uh, generally gives negation and so on. Vi, these are very common uh, upasargas. So su and then the uh, und comes from cladonate to what to wet or to moisten. So sushtu means very well. Sushtu unati iti sundaha. He who softens or he who is soft. Sri Parashara Bhattar is commenting on this series of names in relation with Buddha avatar and how he cheats the demons by appearing to have good qualities. These names in Vishnu Sahasranam, they mostly describe the qualities of the Supreme Lord by which he is known as the Supreme Lord, Vishnu. The good qualities divine qualities, but in the case of Buddha Dev, we have the understanding given by Parashara Bhatta that these qualities exhibited by Buddha Dev, they are to cheat the demons in, into following him. So he appears as a very soft person to the Asuras in order to convince them to follow his deceitful methods. And we often find among the demons that they, they are, they may be attracted to good qualities, but they misunderstand what is a good quality or they accept uh, a good quality without seeing the background of it. Just like we find um, there was a nun in Calcutta who was, became wildly popular in the Western world due to hype for her apparent compassion on suffering people. Uh, so the people without proper discrimination, they are attracted to the quality of compassion 
But the actual compassion of a Vaishnava who goes all over the world and tells people that you are fools and rascals, surrender to Krishna, that is not appreciated. But the compassion of helping people or making some kind of show of helping people of with suffering bodies, that is considered by persons of demoniac disposition who think that the body is all in all, they think, oh, that is very good. So in the same way, Buddha Dev is appreciated as being oh, very soft. And demoniac people, they like soft in his attitude and his outlook. Although actually he was, he was very heavy also, but when you're sitting and meditating, there's no opportunity to be very heavy. But he could be very strong in his words and his condemnation also. But they like soft people because soft people don't interfere with me. I'm okay, you're okay. You just be nice and I'll be nice. We see the niceness of people can soon evaporate when their sense gratification is interfered with. Also, here's apparent softness. Uh, the softness of a, of a beautiful woman Beautiful woman's body is very attractive to demons, so uh, this softness in another cheating avatar of his, Mohini. Uh, Mohini also was uh, appearing very soft and particularly soft in her attitude toward the asuras, the demons, and speaking in a very soft charming voice, but her aim was only to cheat them, which she did very expertly. So this is the meaning of the name Sunda. <clears throat> and yeah, the, the Mohini avatar just melted the hearts of the Asuras made their hearts become soft. Otherwise, they're very hard, tough people, but they can be melted by a woman. Foolishly, they trust a woman who undoes all their plans. Their heart is so hard, they're prepared to kill all the demons, but they lost all their discrimination and their, their sense of harshness being fooled by a woman who happened to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this case, Shankaracharya gives an interpretation of the name which is very devotional. Generally, in his interpretations, he looks to the majesty of the Lord, which is not inherently non-devotional, but it is generally in contrast to Sri Parashara Bhatta's interpretations, which very much focus on the loving, merciful, protective nature of the Supreme Lord toward his devotees. But in this uh, name, Sri Shankara, he gives the interpretation that Sunda means He who is 
of a nature. He's, he's naturally inclined to melt, his heart to melt, because of his great compassion. Uh, he's very soft-hearted. Uh, if he sees sincere devotion, if he sees someone is trying to please himself, his heart will melt. Uh, there's a fairly common name here in South India, Karunakara. He is the very form of mercy, of compassion. There, there is a word in English, softy, which growing up as a boy in England, that term is a pejorative term among young boys. In other, softy means you're soft, you're not tough. You can't take uh, deprivation, you can't tolerate the cold or yeah, uh, you're, you're not. Yeah, you're not tough enough. You're not hard enough. The, the the idea that it's good to be hard, and maybe that was good for developing Britain as as a martial nation for conquering over other countries, like the like the Spartans. They had they used to put their male children out in the cold when they were born. If they survived, they'd raise them. They have to be tough. So Krishna is soft-hearted. He can be tough. He's not a softy in that sense, but his nature is to be soft. And even, even, to, even in England, when I was growing up, and I was like now, even uh, boys don't cry. That's only for girls, we were told. You're not allowed to cry. You have to be hard-hearted, I guess that's the idea. But Krishna's not like that. This idea that you should be really tough and hard, and well, that, that comes with meanness and not being nice to others and or just being nice to your own group. That hardness of heart, that is suitable for people who can kill others without compunction, including animals. Krishna's not, not like that. We can say Krishna is a softy, but that's not a pejorative term. Actually, we all should become softy, soft-hearted. Without soft-heartedness, one cannot develop love for Krishna. And even many people have a conception of God that, that God is a God of justice. And that's actually in Islam. It's very strong. He's God of justice and he punishes. So, yes, Krishna is a God of justice and he punishes, but his softness of heart is more prominent. So, if you like, you can say that this name says that Krishna is a softy. In Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, chapter 24, text 27, we have the a very beautiful description, beautiful, sundara, a very beautiful description of the softness of heart of the Supreme Lord, specifically toward his 
devotees, Nijajana Anukampita Hridayaha, who is, he feels that so compassionate in his heart, he feels so compassionate toward those who he recognizes as his own. There are living beings who do not recognize they belong to him. Every living being belongs to him, but some do not recognize it. And so he's not compassionate toward them in the same way as he is for those who simply recognize, I belong to Krishna. This is giving us much hope because if we examine ourselves, we find in our hearts, in our hearts, his heart is full of compassion and our hearts are full of all dirty things, beginning with the ego of thinking, I am an enjoyer separate from Krishna. But once a devotee turns to him in surrender or even makes it some effort to do so, it's not so easy. We find it should be easy, but it's not so easy. We find due to our deep and nasty conditioning for so many uncountable lifetimes, the contamination in our heart is so deep that even if we try to turn toward Krishna, we find uh, mayare kareya jai charana jai. When we try to conquer over Maya, we find she doesn't let us go. But by his mercy, he sees someone is trying to come to me. Tadami buddhi yogam tam yena maam upayanti te. Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatang priti purvakam. When Krishna sees that someone is really trying and, and they they, they really want to love Krishna, then he gives them the intelligence by which they can come to him. Otherwise, it's very, very difficult to get free from all the bad things in the heart. And we know of the Mayavadis that even though superficially they may clean their heart by a very difficult process over a long period of time, they don't clear the real core dirty thing in their heart. It's just a superficial cleaning. The, the, the real dirty thing in their heart to uh, become loving toward Krishna and therefore they fall down again. They must fall down again. However, the devotee, even though superficially there's a huge mountain of dirty things in the heart, lust, greed, desire, attachment, misconceptions, but because he's come to the proper point that I want to 
surrender to Krishna. I want to revive my dormant Krishna consciousness. I want to love Krishna. Uh, because he comes to that point, then Krishna helps such a devotee out of his compassion. And by Krishna's grace, Suhritsatam, Krishna, who is the great friend of those who are really trying to serve him. He who is Punya Shravana Kirtanaha. That name comes up later in Vishnu Sahasranam. We still have over 200 names to go. Uh, he who is pious simply to hear and chant about, then being the very uh, dear friend within the heart of the devotee, he helps to clean it because his heart is very soft. And he has names, Karuna Sindhu, He Krishna, Karuna Sindhu, Patita Pavana, Daya Sindhu. Krishna didn't get these names for nothing. We can name a child with such a name, Karuna Sindhu, Daya Sagar. We can name a child, but they won't necessarily have such qualities. But Krishna, he has these names and those names are appropriate to the state of his heart, which is full of compassion. Apichet sudara charo bhajate mamananya bhak sadhureva samantavya samyagviya vasito isaha kshiprang bhavati dharmatma shashvat chantim negachati kaunteya pratijani name bhakta pranashati. Krishna says, even if someone is really, really badly, here, here we have Sudurata. Su generally means good, it's the Upasagar in this name and the previous name, but here it's an intensifier. So if someone's really bad, abominable activities, this is how Srila Prabhupada translated, even if one is engaged in abominable activities, if one has the intention to serve Krishna only, he should be considered a sadhu, Krishna says. Uh, or, or one who accepts him as a sadhu is himself properly situated. And why should he be accepted as a sadhu? If he's engaged in abomin abominable activities, because, Krishna says, uh, he's on the right track. And soon, because he's on the right track, even if he wobbles and shakes and totters and sometimes seems to fall off the track, uh, he will soon come to the proper position and attain lasting peace. Uh, declare it boldly, O Arjuna, Krishna says, my devotee will never perish. He doesn't say that the karmi gani will never perish. They will perish. That is, the up, that is the understanding. They will perish. They will not be able to remain on that path. But Krishna helps the devotee uh, to come to the proper path, even though it may seem he's a long way from it. There's so many instances of persons who have done many terrible things, yet Krishna delivers them and they are revered as glorious. Brahma chased his daughter with lusty desire. We worship Brahma as the head of our sampradaya. 
Ravana. And it's, where is Ravana? Ravana is at the gates of Vaikuntha. We're going to offer respect to Jayan Vijay if we enter Vaikuntha. Of course, we have, by the grace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, delivered to us by Srila Prabhupada, we have an aspiration above that even. But Ravana, Ravana and Kumbhakarna, they're in their Jayan Vijay. So many demons delivered by the Supreme Lord. Kabanda, they're delivered and liberated. Again in uh, Ramayana, Shurparnaka, she became Kubja and then she became delivered by the Lord. Ahalya engaged in a horrible activity. She was delivered by the presence of Lord Ram. And then Ram and Lakshman, immediately after she was delivered by Ram coming in the ashram area where she was living, they immediately bowed down to her and respected her as a holy, pure mother, which she is. Ah, so many. Manigriva and Nalakuvara, Sudarshan, the Vidyadhara, we find in the Mahabharata war. Uh, Kritavarma, Kripa, they were against the Pandavas. They were in cahoots with Ashvatthama. As Ashvatthama most sinfully killed all the remaining sleeping warriors on the Pandava side, except the Pandavas themselves and one or two others who had left the camp at that time. But Kritavarma and Kripa, they're offered all respect by Krishna and everyone else after the battle. Even before that, Kritavarma had been in cahoots in the plot by which the Siamantak jewel was stolen. He went, seemed to go against Krishna, but still respected. Ashvatthama himself will be redeemed and will become one of the Saptarshis. So we should be remembering this. We should exercise caution in blaming devotees, even if we know they've acted very badly. They've acted very badly, but they've also acted very well. We should be aware of our own shortcomings to protect ourselves from going that way, but taking a holier-than-thou attitude and dwelling on the faults of others is not pleasing to Krishna. We shouldn't make a career out of being discontent. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma. We should be joyful. We can't be joyful in Krishna consciousness if we're always disturbed by the faults of others. And they can be very disturbing, but we have to see that for all their faults, they are, or at least at some point, they had a motive to serve Krishna. Krishna himself has a more liberal attitude than wanting to condemn persons who have chanted Hare Krishna. And in many cases, they still are chanting Hare Krishna, even though they've done abominable activities and they are condemned by the Vaishnavas. But actually, the Vaishnavas is not their tendency to 
condemn others. It's their attitude to try to help and deliver others. And Krishna himself seeks to reform and deliver even the demons, what to speak of the de persons who have at some point in time and been his devotees right, and who still want to be devotees. His attitude is not to condemn them. Another meaning of the name Sunda. This is another Sundar, beautiful explanation. He who bestows joy and happiness on his devotees, the giver of bliss, or we could say who shares his bliss with his devotees. This is from Satyasanda Yatiraj, who says that uh, Sun, the first uh, uh, Sum, becomes in contact with, when the M becomes a D in Sanskrit, becomes a N. So Sum can be taken as Sukam and who gives dadati, sukam dadati iti sundaha or sundaha. So who, who gives happiness. Actually, he gives happiness even to the fools and rascals, even the happiness of that snake's experience in sex life that's given by Krishna. But the real bliss which he wants to give everyone is... Uh, Ananta Brahmasuk, Brahmasokyam Tvanantam, unlimited, eternal, unparalleled bliss, which is wholly different to that which goes in the name of happiness in the material sphere, material happiness. Sri Baladev Vidya Bhushana gives the name, uh, the meaning Su. Again, exceedingly intensifier, drenches, undati. So here again we have the concept of wetness or softness, moistness. Uh, or here we have drenches, which is more than moistness, um, but with, with a different Sanskrit derivation. So he who exceedingly drenches, the word drench in itself gives the sense of exceeding wetness, uh, Though he, he exceedingly drenches, Sunda exceedingly drenches those under his shelter with a shower of mercy. Oh, that's a really nice meditation. He drowns the devotees in bliss. A shower of mercy. In a shower of mercy. Ah. Oh. So this is very much in line with the general theme that uh, Parashara Bhatta gives throughout Vishnu Sahasranam of his, or, or the prominent theme we can say, that he is Vatsal, Bhakta Vatsala, very kind to his devotees. Satyadeva Vashishta also uses this uh, yeah, und, that also comes from Kledane. It's not, it's not a different verbal rub. As I said in the previous one, it's a different form to wet. And as usual, Satyadeva Vashishta, at least in many names, he gives the understanding of 
how we can see the action of the Supreme Lord within this material world. So uh, we know that life as we know it, to use a term used by materialistic scientists, depends on water. Anad bhavanti bhutani, we find in Bhagavad Gita, that living beings require food. But then, for food, uh, we need water. Parjanyad anasambhavaha. Food is produced from clouds, from rain. So, Krishna goes on to explain that the rain becomes possible by performance of yagyas. The demigods, they give the results of the yagyas, but actually it's all given by Krishna. So, living beings are in this world are dependent upon water to live. Uh, so, Krishna provides the water for all living beings and therefore he is known as Sunda. Someone who's not so soft, he's pretty harsh, throwing people into hell forever. That may be an anthropomorphic conception of God in as much as people conceive of what God is like. Well, he is like that. He has his harsh side also, but to to gravitate toward that. It's mostly people who, in themselves, their outlook is harsh. And thus we have fanaticism in the name of God because they think that God's going to throw people into hell. So why don't we give him a helping hand and make hell for people on this earth and send them off there as quickly as we can? The, the harsh conception of God that appeals to certain people and it reflects back because they, they, because of their own harsh mentality, they conceive of God as being very harsh and then justifying because God is harsh, we are his followers so we shall be harsh. Now, in Vaishnava understanding, God can be very harsh. You don't want to cross him. Nrsimhadev is the embodiment of concentrated harshness. But he is also very soft. That's only for protecting his devotee. He doesn't have any intrinsic enmity, even toward Hiranyakashipu, who was so harsh to Prahlad, that Sri Narsimhadev came in a harsher form. So you want to be harsh? You want to be nasty? Okay. Don't pick on a little boy. You deal with me. And certainly Narsimhadev deals with Hiranyakashipu. But he has no intrinsic en enmity toward him. He eventually arranges for Hiranyakashipu to be reinstated in his eternal position as a doorkeeper at the gates of Vaikuntha. And in regard to Narasimhadev, it is stated, Ukopri, it is stated, 
Ugro piano gra, Ugro piano gra evayang, Svabhaktanam rikeshari, Keshariva svapotanam, Anyesham ugra vikramaha. Although very ferocious, the lioness is compared to a lioness because she's more ferocious in protecting her cubs than the lion is. So although very ferocious, the lioness is very kind to her cubs. Similarly, although very ferocious to non-devotees like Hiranyakashipu, Lord Narasimhadev is very, very soft and kind to devotees like Prahlada Maharaj. So Narasimha can be extremely angry, but his tendency is to be soft at heart. Hare Krishna. Vancha kalpa turubhyascha kripa sindhubhyavacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Dante nitaya chunakang padayo nipatyakrit vachaka kushatameta raham bravimi. He sadhava sakala eva vihaya durat goranga chandra charne kurutanuragaha. Parivadatu jano yatha tata va nanu mokaro navayang vicharayamaha. Hari rasa madira madati matta. Bhuvi Vilotama Nartama Nirvishama Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare